You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hey, Laura. Hey, Lindsay. So excited to be here because why are we back here looking at another <laughs> mid-90s American Girl catalog? Today, we are focusing in on the Saves the Day story series or the Summer Collection And I think as a whole, this is my absolute favorite, like fashion moment for every single doll. I would agree with you on that. I think that they just have, I think, outfits that are the most like something I would wear, um, or they just seem like the most fun. And some of them are just so beautifully made when, you know, mm-hmm. when we've gone through this catalog throughout our exploration of American girl culture. I feel like you and I both always gravitate towards the saves the day outfits because they're just so like light and summery and like right. very, like very beautiful. Not that the other outfits aren't, but there's just something fun about these. They're a little bit casual. It's giving summer vacation. Truly. We're summer babies. Of course we like these outfits. This is when we shine. (laughs) Yeah. These, these outfits are the Leos of the American girl outfit Zodiac (laughs) for sure. For Totally. And I should say upfront, we are only talking about the catalog outfits today. If you want to hear about the books behind them, please check out the American girls podcast. They cover it so eloquently and with so much historic knowledge. I have not read these books since I was a child. I do not remember anything that happened in them, really. So we're not going to really be touching upon the stories themselves. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be a very superficial episode. So <laughs> we'll link this catalog, of course, if you want to follow along at home. And then, of course, we will also have images linked in our Instagram as well when we uh, publish this episode, because we want you guys to be able to see exactly what we're looking at here. And of course, offer your opinions on what you think about these outfits. Definitely. I'm so curious to hear what everyone's favorite summer outfits are. Like, I feel like we're both super passionate about this little niche specifically. So I'm really psyched to hear what our listeners think too. So definitely comment on our Instagram posts when we launch this episode and yeah, we could chat about the summer outfits. I feel like for days. I know. I feel like this is going to be really hard for us to you know, narrow down our favorites because there's so many good ones. And usually when we're going through the different like categories of outfits, there's always a few that like stand out as ones that we really like, like, you know, Samantha's birthday outfit comes to mind as like one of the best birthday outfits. But with these, like, I don't know, like it's definitely a toss up for some of them. I know what my favorite is. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it with Felicity. Yay. Okay. So just to describe the outfit, 
Felicity is wearing a white gown that has an embroidered ribbon at the waist, ruffle sleeves, a ruffle, uh, what do you call this? A collar, like a ruffly little frilly collar. Yeah. And this is the dress of my dreams. I am absolutely obsessed with this. She has a coordinating straw hat with little, um, uh, pink flowers on it and a blue ribbon. And she's holding a basket of flowers and her little accessories are scattered around. It looks like she has some variation of a tennis racket. I, I don't know what that red some thing is. Little like birds and a little bucket. Yeah. Oh, okay. It says they all waited for a bird to nest in the bird bottle, which turned out to be the secret hiding place where Ben left the note and the signal whistle that started Felicity on her dangerous summer adventure. So it sounds sounds like the bird bottle has some significance to the story, but I think the real star of the show with her accessories is that little like they're calling it a shuttlecock and battle door, but it's basically (laughs) like a, a little bag gammon or tennis like set so really cute (laughs) it's so cute everything about this look is perfect to me I I again I talk about this so much on this podcast but I want this in adult size now Maybe you will agree, Lindsay, but you know what this outfit evokes for me? It evokes like a 2006 Sofia Coppola, Marie Antoinette, Petite Trianon, like the um, wealth off duty vibes or, (laughs) you know, like in Marie Antoinette, when she goes to like her little getaway house where she like is like collecting eggs and she's like in all these like all white flowy gowns and like. She gets a right. break from like the usual confines of her more um, formal wear. This is what I'm getting from this outfit for sure. Absolutely. And I know with Marie Antoinette and like those scenes specifically, like they are showing, you know, how problematic she was kind of cosplaying being poor. But those scenes resonated with me so much. Like, I just want to live in that world. I loved everything about it. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, this this is a whole other conversation, but I feel like the Marie Antoinette pretending to be, you know, poor or like of a farming class in those scenes in the movie and then also just like in her real life, um, there's like versions of that today too, like with different like influencers or celebrities being like oh here's my like simple summer home um right uh I even feel that way sometimes about like Ina Garten because she's like oh I'm like cooking out in the barn but the barn is like 3,000 square feet and like (laughs) um but you know I think that that's something that like has definitely been a symptom of wealth throughout history is like okay like yeah but we have our like summer our summer vibe which is like more more laid back and you know Felicity doesn't quite come from the level of like Marie Antoinette wealth but she does come from an upper middle class family so I would say that you know without remembering specifically the details of the book that this is probably evoking a similar theme for a reason. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, yeah. No notes on this. I love it. It's gorgeous. So beautiful. 
stunning off to a rip roaring start with this one Truly. for sure it's gonna be tough to to top this but there are a couple close contenders so there next are. next we have one of my favorites and this is definitely for me one that might rival felicity's kirsten summer outfit so What we're seeing here is a lightweight linen blue and cream striped dress, um, a pair of red lace-up boots, and a straw flat-brimmed hat with a black ribbon. For accessories, she has a little basket and fishing set. And then there's another basket for her, like, actual little picnic. Um, There's also, for some reason, some grasshoppers here. Um, Yeah, minus points for the crickets. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They're not, you know great but then um (laughs) she has her little she has her little honey in a um in a like wooden container that says kirsten's honey that's cute and she has like a really cute little american flag there um and it looks like a brochure for fourth of july so this i think is just so adorable um very evocative of like more of a scrappy summer than Felicity's like you can see that Kirsten's really like getting dirty getting down and dirty to it and I think that she looks great my only notes for this outfit would be that I don't love the pairing of the red boots but Mm -hmm. compared to some of her other shoes I actually kind of like them better yeah I'm looking through Kirsten's shoes right now and I don't see any that I particularly love those red boots are the highlight I really like this look. It's very wearable. It's very chic. It's not as opulent as Felicity's, you know, it's not as striking, but it's still really beautiful and understated. I really like her accessories here, minus the grasshoppers and the fish. Yes. The fishing pole isn't really doing it for me. And I don't love that necklace she's wearing, but aside from that, it's very cute. It's interesting to have like two straw baskets here. That's what I was thinking too. Like we're very (laughs) basket heavy in this motif. It it also just makes me wonder when I look at her accessories, like not hers more so than any of the other collections. But, you know, when I think of like what I was drawn to with American Girl when I was looking at these catalogs, it was usually the clothes first Mm -hmm. and then maybe some of the like accessories that are like clothing geared and then maybe the furniture and then lastly would be like these little like add-on things that you know go with these vignettes because like they're so specific that it's like how do you play with these other than just to like create this exact scene and I also think like they could get lost so easily Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody did have these accessories, you know, for Kirsten or any of the dolls for any of the little vignettes that they show in the catalog. I would love to hear about how you were playing with them because I don't think I ever did have these and maybe they were really fun and I was just missing out. But I definitely like look at them and think like out of all the things I could purchase on this page, like a basket with like a little fish in it is like my least right likely to purchase I wonder if people were purchasing accessories or 
clothing outside of the dolls that they had, but more so the accessories. Like if someone had a Felicity or an Addy, if they would be drawn to another doll's accessories and like what those like most exciting items would be. Cause I feel like with myself, I kept it strictly Felicity. Like I didn't even dream of having anyone else's anything. Mm. Um, but for people that were just really enticed by, I don't know, Kirsten's little honey set, like if they would buy something, I mean, maybe that is an extreme example since it does have her name on it. Um, but maybe the basket with trout. Yeah. I mean, if you were getting a gift for a child, you could get like basically this entire set for $60. So I could see, I could definitely see like someone being like, oh, I'm going to buy the Kirsten Summer Story like assortment, but it's hard Mm -hmm. to imagine like having like a Samantha and like buying the like basket of trout. Right. (laughs) like I mean if you had multiple dolls that's a different story but yeah very very interesting I haven't really like thought I feel like super deeply about these accessories but now that we're going through it again especially with the summer ones because you know like the school ones I feel like all serve a purpose and Mm -hmm. like the birthday ones definitely serve a purpose because I feel like those are the ones that you'd most likely be playing with in a very traditional way but these ones are truly just for like fun right definitely all right well any last thoughts on Kirsten other than just that she's pretty cute we have a few notes but nothing major (laughs) Yeah, I I am fully aligned with that. Yeah, I would say she's definitely like in my top two for for outfits, but probably not number one. Yeah, for me, she's top three. We get into Addie next, and I adore this outfit so much. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay, this might be my number one, but continue. So Addie is wearing a very sweet white dress with red flowers on it with another ribbon at the waist that is maybe like a pinkish red, depending on your computer screen. Um, And it has a cute little collar with another flower in the center. And it's very, very chic. And she has a hat that is um, kind of style would this be? another straw hat with a very flat top and a a gingham ribbon around it. It kind of looks like a top hat. That's just like sliced off at the top. I was going to say it almost looks like a barbershop quartet hat. If Mm. that evokes anything for anyone, (laughs) like it's so flat and it's definitely like got elements of Kirsten's, but it's like, it's not a wide brim. Right. Like looking at Kirsten's, Originally, I was like, that's a flat hat. And then, and then. You, flip, <laughs> you flip to Addie's and it's like, how could we make this even flatter? <laughs> like if Kirsten's is maybe like uh, two inches tall out, outside of the, the brim, this is coming in at one inch. It's very, very low in height. And the ribbon is really pretty and everything coordinates. She has these black and white shoes on that are super cute. And her accessories are fun. I feel like Kirsten's accessories are a little bit more um, specific, but these are things that you could have fun with. So she has a watering can, a shovel. I think there's a gardening element to her story with saves the day. 
Um, she has a little basket with veggies in it and then a puppet show. And it looks like the puppets are really adorably made out of spools of thread, which is really cute. They are. That is really cute. Yeah, I vaguely remember her story having like a church fair, or actually it says it right here, church fair fun, where she had the idea of creating these spool puppets to raise money. And her idea was chosen over Harriet's, who was her, her frenemy. Right. Or, and her idea was a magic show. That's like the only thing that's really coming to mind with this story. But yeah, this, this is a really cute set. I feel like you could have a lot of fun with these elements without necessarily like tying it to like one specific story. These are all like really cute and I feel like pretty versatile. Um, I also think it looks like Addie has a little like whistle or something here. But oh, I just yeah, noticed in her hand, which is like really, really adorable. I'm sure it like really works or something if American Girl is making it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and I will say like these shoes, she has these like, they're almost like a saddle shoe boot. They're so cute. I love them. They're really adorable. This whole look is just precious. We love it. So, so good. And, you know, I want to say like when Lindsay and I were first like getting ready to talk about these things, we were looking through other catalogs. And this is the first one I think that we came across where Addie has a saves the day. We were looking at an earlier one where she didn't. And I think, and maybe any of our listeners, if you want to like set me straight on this, but I feel like they may have like changed her saves the day outfit or discontinued it for a bit because it was really hard to like find the original iteration of this outfit on the internet and I kept seeing like different versions of it from later eras of American Girl but to me this one is like cream of the crop for sure. I don't have many notes actually I didn't really think about this before but I didn't realize that Addie had earrings. Oh yeah I remember she had earrings because she was the only one until Josefina that had gold earrings. Wow. I never noticed that before. Yeah. The earrings are definitely a big like wow factor. I think for Addie, like they just elevate all of her looks to a level that none of the other dolls are really getting into. And I feel like they never really made earrings a thing. Like you couldn't put earrings on a doll that didn't have them I mean you couldn't take out the the earrings that a doll already had either but like you could you definitely couldn't specifically change a doll's earrings out or add earrings to a doll so that's like could have been cool did they have like an ear piercing hole yes so for both Addie and Josefina they had these like gold hoops and they were in the ear just on like one side and you could move them like back and forth. Like they were able to move. They had some some movement to them, but you couldn't like take them out or anything. And okay. I believe they went all, they did go all the way around. So they started at the front and like connected in the back. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if American Girl ever replaced any hoop earrings for dolls. <laughs> but super cute. And definitely one of my favorite things about any of Addie's looks or her her gold hoops. Right. Oh, so cute. Now we have Samantha. 
Yes. So Samantha actually, you know, usually kills it in the outfit game for me. Like I rarely see an outfit that I don't like. And I'm not saying I don't like this because I do actually like it for the context of her time period. But compared to like the Felicity and the Kirsten and the Addie, like it's just not quite as fun. So Samantha is wearing a little sailor-esque dress with a little beret. So this seems like this is like very Downton Abbey. I feel like I see the kids on Downton Abbey wearing things like this. It's I think <laughs> like for some reason in the early 19th century, people dress children up as sailors and like right. <laughs> literally like look it up. Like the Russian royal family, Lindsay, I don't know if you remember the son was always like dressed in like a little sailor outfit and photographs. <laughs> I know that you have a similar fascination with them than I do. So <laughs> if anybody was going to be able to remember that, it would be you. But I feel like this was like an upper class thing only. Like right. they they dressed for some reason little kids in like sailor outfits. Do you remember what the circumstance was of Samantha's parents' death? I know that they were on a boat, but do you know what size boat or what happened to them? I do not. And I think that they get into it a little bit in the story. I know that they go to Grand Mary's second home because having mm-hmm. one home or even maybe two, because I don't know if the home in the city that's Uncle Guard's <laughs> maybe was also belonged to Grand Mary previously, but we can her, assume <laughs> her third, her third summer home. Tiny point. Yeah. I don't know if the parents perished there or if they perished like in a boat, like Titanic style. But I, I would think that it must have been like a small boating accident, accident because they would have to explain like a larger boating accident, like a historical right. monumental one. I want to um, look into that a bit, but it's strange that they would have Samantha saving the day in a boat scenario and have a sailor suit that seems a little cruel but I don't also have the full knowledge of what happened to her in her past but yeah yeah no I definitely I've avoided I've avoided things for far less (laughs) I know I feel like we should look into it for sure but there there are some like really cute things like I was saying about this outfit like in and of itself super cute for like her time period and it has black tights and these little high button boots that actually I think steal the show of this outfit um Mm -hmm. they're like white with little pearl buttons and they are so cute definitely would like get those and pair them with some of her other outfits because I think that they're iconic and then for her accessories she has what they're calling nature paraphernalia. So (laughs) he has a sketchbook because I think like back in the day, people used to like sketch things for fun. She has a pack basket, which she took for a hike in the Adirondacks. So we're setting the scene and she's got some flowers. She has a butterfly net and some butterflies. And then she has some summer amusements which contain it seems like a little painting set which I'm thinking really works because it says a fun project next to it which usually (laughs) 
when they put that, it means it's something for a girl to do as well. Um, and she has a little pillow that says, I pine for you, which is actually I, really cute. I love the I pine for you pillow. I think that's really cute. And it also reminds me of the camp and parent trap. Yes. Yeah. Like that would be somewhere at Camp Walden. Yes, for sure. There's definitely, I think, some like Camp Walden elements to this vibe for sure. And, you know, I think if we are having the accessories conversation again, like these are some cute ones. Yeah, I think so. I really like her little backpack, her little straw sack, I think is really adorable. And her sketchbook. Um, I'm very curious about how small these like tiny little paints are. Yes. Like they must be like like an inch big. If that, that is really fun. I like the case that it comes in. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I don't love the sailor motif. I think the skirt is really chic, but it's losing me at the anchor. It's no felicity, but it's fine. I have a severe phobia for butterflies (laughs) and I think I need to be hypnotized for it because if I see a butterfly, my heart will sink. I like, like run away from the area. Like it's not great at my age to be so scared of a butterfly. And I remember the exact moment of when my phobia started Ah. and I'll put it on the podcast just for some, uh, to have it on record. But when I was in about second grade, I think I was in my library class where we were watching. I, I think it was like a movie, but it was on a projector. Okay. There were slides and I don't think they do this anymore, but it was a, a movie about monarch butterflies and oh, no. their life cycle. And, you know, butterflies live for what, like two weeks. They have a very short lifespan and there, oh God, I still picture it in my mind. It was like thousands of dead monarch butterflies on someone's driveway. Like they all just, I don't even know how, you know, when it's like birds will suddenly drop from the sky or like, you know, like a field and you'll see like a Facebook post being like, why did this happen? Yes. Like, yes, absolutely. I, I don't know why all these butterflies were dead on someone's driveway, but it made me sick to my stomach. I was like, this is absolutely vile. The thought of like someone having to drive over them and like, Oh God, wrench all the butterflies. Oh God. It's making me like sick talking about it. But ever since that point, they have freaked me out and moths as well. Like I can't do a moth. I'm not deathly afraid of them, but I don't love them. I think that they sort of walk a line between being too big to be bugs and like too small to be birds. Like they're like somewhere in between. And I really don't like dragonflies either. Uh, I find them to be foul and I really don't like moths. I hate moths. I moths like Oh God, like thinking about like the way that their little bodies and eyes look makes me sick. Oh my goodness. I was in Virginia last summer with friends and we were in the mountains kind of by the West Virginia border. Mm -hmm. And we had this beautiful Airbnb and it had so many windows and it was 
pretty bug free during the day, but as soon as sun went down, all of like the mountain creatures came out and holy hell, my friend and I were standing in the kitchen and I put this on my Instagram, um, back last June, June, 2021. And it was so crazy. All of a sudden we heard like something hit the window, looked over. I thought it was a bird. It was probably a six, seven inch moth just flying at the light. And it was, it was there for a while. And I freaked out. I was like, this is so gross, but that's the thing. It's the wings that make the fluttery sound, right? I can't believe that people go to butterfly gardens, like a butterfly Mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. That's my hell. (laughs) I did that a couple times when I was a kid. (laughs) I even just thinking about that gives me so much anxiety. I know. I know. I, I don't think it's an experience I'd want to repeat, but however, I have been to one before and they've got some pretty big ones there too, but yeah, I, not for me. And you know, I will say like now that we're, you know, having this conversation about butterflies, the fact that Samantha's outfit includes like a net to catch them, like don't catch them, catch them and do what? Seriously. Uh, What are you going to do? I feel that way about fishing too. I also don't love fish and it's like you catch it and then you have to touch it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Actually very like un-Samantha like I feel like to be dealing with all these critters, but honestly, I know what do you do once you catch them? Cause it's not like you're going to keep it in a, a cage, right? I, 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 didn't people used to put them in like jars, you oh, know, God. like that's cruel. Yeah. I don't like that, but I feel like as a society, we have moved on from that cruel activity. <laughs> Well, speaking of Camp Walden vibes, Lindsay, the next outfit that we're going to discuss, I think that if Samantha is Camp Walden, she's Annie. And if (laughs) Molly is Camp Walden, she's definitely Hallie or like one of the Marvas. Yeah, she's a Marva. Molly definitely coming to us with more of a tomboyish look here, which there's nothing wrong with. There's just a lot going on. So she has a cute little pair of red shorts and a white blouse with a blue kerchief. She is fully red, white, and blue, this girl. She has a baseball cap on with her camp name, Camp Gowanagin. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. And then her accessories are, oh God, in typical Molly fashion, uh, we have a can of bugs a cooking set like a camping cook set what do you call that cookware set yeah like cooking excess cooking paraphernalia yeah she has (laughs) some letters that she's writing home to she has a newspaper of world war ii the allies invade france and a flashlight and a paddle and an american flag with a little stand that she could tuck into her boat Yeah. And I think uh, also worth mentioning is that she has a chic bag that does not go with this outfit. (laughs) It's giving like Dior saddle bag. (laughs) 
Why does she have that? I don't know, but I, I love her little saddle shoes that go with this outfit. I actually think like yeah. the hat, the shoes and the bag all together could be like a really fun vibe. But <laughs> it's, it's the middle where we lose me. Right. I will say, I do like her braids and her bow. I feel like Molly's growing on me a little bit. The braids are really cute. It's yeah. a good camp vibe. Laura, did you ever go to camp? Like I camp? did not go to sleepaway camp. I always wanted to because I had seen the parent trap. And I had gone to various day camps like day camp was a really big deal where I'm from so I went to a day camp that was like nature centric and we'd get dropped off at this woman's house every day she lived like by a pond in my town she was like the sweetest lady and she would have some frogs some turtles some toads and some garter snakes it was always those same four animals and so She'd have them like caught at the beginning of the summer and then she'd like keep them in these like very like sophisticated tanks and we'd like learn all about them. And then we'd also like go out into nature and she'd always have like, we'd have like one day that was like frog day, one day that was toad day, one day that was like turtle day. And (laughs) the snacks that we had always like had something to do with the animal. Like she'd make like turtle, like something like cookies or something (laughs) like that so it was really cute probably the closest you would get to this vibe and then I also did I did that camp for quite a few years and then I also did an American Girl camp as we know that only lasted one summer because it just wasn't the vibe for me what about you I love that So I grew up going to day camps as well. I went to a day camp where every single day was a field trip and I was 11 when I did this. So it was in my hometown and it was me plus two of my girlfriends and maybe six other campers. And we would go on a new field trip every single day for like weeks. And we would go to like amusement parks or the Bronx Zoo or water parks. It was really fun. But then I also went to sleepaway camp for a couple of years in Maine. And it was a pretty bougie camp. And there were a lot of international campers, which exposed me to a lot of different cultures. And I adored my time there. It was on a beautiful lake, but it was not a traditional camp experience. I don't think like you had different periods where you could sign up for classes and they would rotate every week and you could really try what you wanted to. And of course they had sports and I did delve into a lot of creative pursuits like tie dye and jewelry making, but I also took a couple really odd one of the classes was hot tub and it was just sitting in the hot tub that overlooked the lake. What? Like I mean, that's hours. amazing, but it was like, it was incredible. It was just like gossiping in a hot tub. And there was another one that was just beach that you just like lay out like lakeside and hang I mean, out. That sounds amazing. That's like what I wanted camp to be probably, but I knew that right. I wouldn't be like that if I went. Honestly, I also remember being in the play, like the camp play was yep. Gre- Greece one year, which I was in as a unnamed background dancer slash singer. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, right. 
It was fun. Camp was really the best time of my life. I think I was talking to my husband about this earlier, where it was just like, there were no responsibilities at all. I loved college. I loved my early years in New York, but you know, between schoolwork and starting a new job, like that's still a lot of, you know, or some responsibility, but camp was truly like the last time where I had no responsibility other than to have fun. And it was a co-ed camp. And of course I was like really boy crazy. And <laughs> see, fun. like that sounds like so much fun. I feel like the closest I got to this vibe was like going to nature's classroom in the sixth grade, <laughs> because for those listening, you might have a version of this maybe where you grew up, but in New England, there was this thing called nature's classroom. They had a couple different locations. I think the one that my school went to was in Maine, but basically like go on a bus with your sixth grade class. You'd have like bunks within the camp. Your teachers would go, which was like, I always like got like a high of like seeing my teachers like outside of the classroom, (laughs) like in a casual setting. Um, It was so weird. Like your teachers would come into your room and like wake you up in the morning, but yeah, that's a good point. I was in a cabin. I also did nature's classroom and Laura, I think you're the only person outside (laughs) of like immediate people who I grew up with, who even like heard of this. So I love that we have this similarity together, (laughs) this and heavenly donuts, Yes, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I was in a cabin with my not even my Spanish teacher, like another Spanish teacher at my school who was like the cool one. Yes. And her daughter was also a student and also in the cabin. And we just had a blast with her, like such good vibes, but I can't imagine being in a cabin with like a scary teacher or one who was like very serious. I know. Like we had the cool teacher on our floor too, but yeah, like we, it was interesting because we got to like pick from a list but like we got to pick things we wanted to do oh yeah Um, yeah like so we got to sign up for different activities and you know like you would beat it with a different group for each activity so like one of the activities was like dissecting squid I did that one oh Um, yeah so we like dissected a squid we took the ink thing out and we wrote our names with it on a index card and then, we, <laughs> and then we took the other parts of the squid and we made fried calamari out of them what yeah then there was another class that was like natural chocolate like they taught us about like you know how like cacao is like the plant that chocolate comes from and how it's like super bitter we basically talked about like how chocolate is made from like the plant to the final product we got to try some and then I think the other what I did was like maybe like a talent show type thing but I remember being devastated that I didn't pick the activity that was like going to the beach and doing like uh, tide pool exploration. Cause like, they just got to have like a fun beach day. Not that wow. it was good weather, but that was my vibe. First of all, I'm very impressed with your memory. Yeah. <laughs> I barely remember the activities that we did, but I don't think we got to choose them. Like I remember doing a lot of nature walks, like team building exercises, like trust falls and like blindly walking with people holding hands on things. Yeah. Um, a rock climbing wall and yeah, 
it was it was okay. I went in seventh grade. I do remember the talent show and being a part of that, which was fun. But Laura, we looked this up a couple of years ago. And for anyone else who's been and who's tuning in right now, all I have to say is the Ort report. And so essentially it was, or like consisted of all of the food that you don't consume. So things that you would compost and the Ort report from my memory is, would they like weigh the food? (laughs) Like the, like they would like, you would put it in like a A bucket bucket, (laughs) and then they would tell you like how much how much ort you have, but they would have this song that kids sang. And we actually saw on YouTube, there's a video of like these mortified children singing the ort report song. Yes. I think you wanted to have as little ort as possible because you wanted to be like unwasteful, but that was like the one thing (laughs) I really hated about nature's classroom was that like you had to like every, I don't know if this was the case for you, Lindsay, but like every lunch day, a different group would have to be like the servers. And so you'd have have to like go and like get the trays and like bring them to people. And I was like, sorry, I didn't come here to work. Like I came here (laughs) for like a fun trip. (laughs) Oh my God. That's right. And you'd have to clean up after everybody too, I think. And I was just miserable. I was miserable. Actually looking back on it, like I, there were some things I liked about nature's classroom, but like the things I liked about nature's classroom were like having a sleepover with like my entire class of girls in like one building and like talking at night and like, you know, having that discourse and like that type of thing and not like being in like pouring rain because it rains the whole time and doing things outside (laughs) and like being like dirty and muddy. Like we were filthy when we got back and we could only take like one five second shower the whole time we were there. It was gross. I remember how disgusting the showers were and the water was so cold in our cabin. Were you in in like a building or did you have a cabin? They had a mix. So there were there was one building and then there were several cabins. So there were no girls that stayed in the cabins. That was all boys. And I think each cabin could hold like four or five boys with like a chaperone. And then each floor of this building had like girls or boys. And I think there was one floor that they had to mix because they had no choice, but my floor was all girls. And then I think the floor above me, was a mix and then there was one floor of all boys above them okay that's fun and every room had like bunk beds which was always a really fun vibe (laughs) love a bunk bed yeah and then of course like the deal of like who you're gonna sit you're who you're gonna like share a bunk bed with always you know like a cause for social anxiety if you will (laughs) truly So getting back to AG, after yes. a little camp detour, let's take a holistic look at all of these beautiful summer outfits. Laura, where would you rank them? Okay. So starting at the bottom, I'm going to go lowest to highest for me. Okay. In last place, I have Molly's outfit. Now, similar to Samantha's outfit, like in the grand scheme of Molly's whole vibe, like I don't really like hate this outfit a lot. I think it's actually like cute for, you know, her time period and her setting. And I do love those saddle shoes, but 
if we're going like apples to apples with the other saves the day summer story outfits this is at the bottom of my list mm-hmm. so she Aligned. she's at the bottom and then you know I hate to say it but my girl usually always slays but Samantha is going in my second to last place section not because this is a horrible outfit like it's very cute but it's just not to me like my favorite of all of them I think that for Samantha's time period everything that she has is like so so cute and opulent and this you know just isn't giving the opulence that I like from Samantha now the shoes are top-notch other than that though I'm leaving it in second to last place Agreed. I fully, fully am aligned with these two bottom options. Okay. Then I think that actually I'm going to change my previous opinion where I said Kirsten was top two. I think that I'm actually going to put her in third place because I hadn't really like thought about Addie's saves the day outfit. So Kirsten's going in my third place again, love it. I feel like I would wear it today. It's super mm-hmm. chic and simple and light and airy. Um, it's just not my favorite. Yep. Agreed. It's, I, I feel very similarly. It's a beautiful outfit. It's a very strong third place. I think that, uh, it's very clear that Molly and Samantha are bottom of the pyramid yes. and to do a Abby Lee Miller here. And, Kirsten is very solidly third for me. I really like it. I think it's very beautiful, but not top two. Kirsten, it's like, what is the quote from that? It's like, Kirsten, you were third overall in the pyramid, third overall (laughs) high score. (laughs) (laughs) You know, good, not great. And then second place, and I think this is where you and I are going to deviate. I'm putting Felicity's outfit. It's not that I don't love it because I absolutely do love it, but Addie's is to me more fun. So I'm putting that one in first place. What about you? Fair. Yep. Absolutely. I love Addie's. I think her look is so beautiful, but Felicity's summer outfit is my favorite look of this entire catalog. And nothing will top it. Yeah. I mean, I totally hear where you're coming from. It's so beautiful. I wish that like more of Felicity's outfits were like this kind of like casual vibe. Mm. And, you know, if you go to the back of this catalog, they had this outfit for girls, which, mm. oh, to be in a moment in time where you could get that outfit. That is just like, honestly, amazing. Um, I feel like on this girl though, it doesn't look as cute as it does on Felicity. None of the dresses do because I feel like they're all cropped too much. Right. Like they're not supposed to be. Yeah. Like I think that they, you know, tried to make them like wearable for this modern 1990s time period. So they cropped them, but I wish that it wasn't cropped. Right. Definitely. I think, you know, this is why these outfits really stand out to us. It's like hard to know which ones you like. And like, even Samantha's that was like in my bottom two, like, I still really like it. Like, I definitely probably coveted that for my Samantha doll at one point. So it's so hard to decide, but Felicity's and Addie's definitely are iconic. 
definitely. Uh, this is so fun. This was so fun. Um, so everybody, please make sure that you follow along if you would like to see some of these outfits we discussed in our Instagram. And we'll also link the catalog as well so you can see them in high quality. And stay tuned for more catalog reviews from us. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.